Hey there, beautiful. Welcome to another episode of This System Podcast. Welcome from wherever you're listening to. I'm your host, Kamon Brown-Chabalala, and I'm here with my co-host, Yushima Kamoi Cherry Burks. Good morning. Oh, it's afternoon here. Well, welcome back to another episode, guys. Today is going to be very, very different from our usual episodes. Unfortunately, we've not prepared for this one. We're literally flying by. I don't know how you say that in American English, but yeah, we're just going to fly by the whatever of our our tail or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, By the seat (laughs) of our pants (laughs) and get on with this episode. If you notice, for those of you who are, you know, constantly listening to us, if you notice, we did not post the last week, last because it was a rough week for both of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And We've just literally had to stop. And I know for me, Yoshima, you can tell me if you felt the same way, but I felt as though, and we have talked about this, whether on Worthy Wednesday or whatever, that as women, and sometimes especially as Black women, we don't always give the love and compassion to ourselves that we deserve. We often don't think that we deserve to pause or break or We always have to show up no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. if we're falling apart, if we're breaking, if we're dying on the inside, we've got to show up and we've got to be there. And we've both been working towards not being that kind of women, you know, in the last year or so. And we've been preaching this. We've been saying, guys, you've got to take a break when you have to. And I think last week taught us both. I remember us having this discussion and saying, we just can't. We're in a space where we just can't. And we've got to love on ourselves and be compassionate towards ourselves in this week that we needed it. So mm-hmm. we weren't able to post. And we want to apologize for that. But just to let you guys know that, you know, we needed that. We both needed that. We needed some time to breathe. We needed some space to look after ourselves. And that's what we were doing. So we do apologize. But unfortunately, I know for me, I'm not regretful that I did not post last week. I do feel a little bit like I disappointed you guys, but I hope that you guys can understand from the other end listening to us. Today, we've not had the week to prepare as we usually would. So today we're just going to fill you guys in on what's happening with us, what we've been going through, and just let you know why we we didn't post last week and why we are like in a state where we're, I know for me, it's still like, I can't breathe at times. I can't cope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll fill you in on that. So Yushima, talk to us. What's been going on for you in the last week, almost two weeks? Well, I want to say um, for me, I know for one of those weeks, come on, you weren't feeling well. So I did interview a therapist. It's called Thoughts of a Therapist. You guys check it out. Um We had an opportunity to talk about a lot of things and a lot of good topics came up. This topic came up, right? Taking Mm -hmm. time for yourself and learning how to pause. Um, As Black women, as Kamal said, or as women in general, we're not given that space to do that. I think it's a fear of being seen as uh, not not lonely, but lazy. Um, Or like we're not pulling our weight or, you know, the stereotype that often comes up when we think about uh, black and brown women, right? Even though we're the hardest working women I know. Uh, So that was very difficult for me not to post last week 
we posted that the week before. It's like my weeks are all blended together. But last week it was difficult for me because yeah. of that stereotype. Um, and we have wonderful interviews that we've done. We just haven't had the time or space to edit them. And I recommend it for anybody who feels as though they are in a space where they can't quite enjoy themselves or their lives anymore to take a pause and reevaluate what it is that you need to keep, what it is that you need to modify, what is it that you need to um, get rid of. You know, it's some things in my life that I feel like I'm doing that's not beneficial to me that's taking up space and time but it's not beneficial to me so those things I need to either modify or get rid of um for me the podcast on Sundays is like a therapeutic conversation with my girl we just kind of talk and you know we bring information to you guys so it's a really good space to be in but it's still a type of work right come on I mean the editing is time it is is. the time and editing that goes into it um so we had to take a pause and um, our partners, well, from I'll just speak for myself. My, my husband was like, hey, you are working a lot, like seven days a week. I'm doing something. I'm in front of this computer. I am, you know, at work or I'm in one of my two offices working or I'm at home in my office working. So he just brought it to my attention like, hey, hello, <laughs> I'm still here. Right. And so I had to make some adjustments and adaptations there. Um, And in the process of doing that, I was literally slammed and forced to sit down (laughs) because it's crazy. I had prayed. I was like, Lord, show me how to do this, right? Because I'm not used to not doing something. Even when I am in a state of rest, my mind is always going. I'm always thinking about what I could be doing instead of resting. I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm not asleep. I could be doing A, B, C, D. Um, and I don't think that's a healthy space to be in either. I think part of it is ADHD. I think part of it is trauma. <laughs> I think part of it is overachieving, right? People pleasing, overachieving, all that stuff. And so just having to sit down, being forced to sit down due to an accident that I was in um, and me being unable to focus and process because I did have a um, situation where it made it difficult for me to do that, um, put me in a different headspace. Even now, I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like. But I don't want to be forced to take time for myself. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be an injury or an accident that makes it happen. This should be something that we incorporate on our own. So you guys, if you have an opportunity to use your PTO or, you know, use your weekends to relax or whatever your days off, use that time. Because if we don't, I feel like our bodies or something will, the universe, God, whatever, will put us in a position where we have to rest. Now you have to sit down. And that's not a good place to be either. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. I think you've you've touched on a lot of important things. And I think this thing of resting, I shared with you that I think it was back in the back end of February or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. I literally realized that I wasn't giving my wife enough time. I wasn't giving her enough of me. And mm-hmm. she's very patient. She will, she didn't say it. She didn't even acknowledge it. It was just like, okay, she's working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But inside I had this, I kept feeling this thing. You're not giving Kate enough time. You're not giving your marriage enough time. Mm-hmm. And my days are full. Sometimes it's like 24 hours per day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it I just felt that you know and even for me I don't give myself enough time and I had to recognize that and realize that hang on a minute this is not the life that I want I keep telling the universe what I want and I keep filling my life with things that I've got to do and a lot of it it's things that's got to be done but at the end of the day where do I carve out time for me for my family does that make sense yes so back in February, I remember we had this discussion. I just sat Kate down and I'm like, listen, every single month we are taking three days out of the month to go away and be with each other and just be with each other. And we did that. When was it? I think back end of March, April. Mm-hmm. And girl, let me tell you something. The first day I just slept and slept and slept and slept. I could not wake up. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't wake up and Kate being Kate, she's not quarreling. Oh, we've got this part to go to. We've got this to go to. She just mm-hmm. let me rest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, going through that and just feeling that I am tired. I am so, so tired. It's like, girl, what have you been doing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you can sleep so long and hard, I didn't know what was going on around me. Usually when I sleep, I don't know right. any of this. I mean, the house can be in fire. I'm sleeping, girl. Mm-hmm. but it made me you know have to sit with my own body and say I don't like this for you I do not like this for you mm-hmm. and I was so bloated I felt huge I felt uncomfortable I did not feel like me and lack mm-hmm. of sleep does that to you it's like you become a balloon and you think you're this huge you know you've, you've gotten fat but you really haven't it's just being bloated and your whole yeah. body yeah because there's inflammation that's in the system there's all of that so I had to say okay come on what are we going to do so we went on a whole you know inflammation reduction diet and we did that for the month of April well we we came up we did it for like 15 14 15 days mm. we came off that and then we started eating normally but I shrunk it was like girl you need to sleep you need to look after you you know what I mean so I was going through that having to deal with that and then and then you know I think what happened first I heard I you messaged me about your accident Mm -hmm. and it shook me because I just thought you know the call could have been worse and that worries me I I think because I've lost and it's only now that I'm, t- I'm talking to you, I'm realizing, because I've been trying to understand what it is, but I feel as though because my circle has dwindled down to so few people and mm-hmm. the quality of those relationships, I think I have a fear now of losing those relationships. Mm-hmm. I think I'm solid in the fact that I won't lose those relationships because I'm dealing with people who are mature emotionally, mm-hmm. who I can say, Yushima, you pissed me off by doing that. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like that. You know, and we can talk it through. Mm-hmm. Where, and then now I've got to, and I didn't realize it, that mm-hmm. now I've got to worry about death taking those people away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. when I got your message, it really, really shook me. And I just thought, 
this call could have been worse. Mm. These photos could have been worse. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. And then a few days later, I we got a call in the middle of the night that Kay's best friend had passed. And that was hard to deal with because she'd been struggling. Are you okay? I said, that's right. Then you did have a death. Yeah. So it was almost like yeah. confirmation, like, oh, life is this so can delicate. Re- oh, shit. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of crying oh. and stuff. But it was that confirmation that, yeah, the people I love can literally just, and I'm just realizing this because I don't usually cry when someone dies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I all I see that as inevitable. It's going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, it's going to happen to all of us. We're all going to go home, wherever home is. But I think that confirmation that, yeah, the, the few people I have in my life that I genuinely care about mm-hmm. can just go. And I think I told you, I don't remember, but I had just, you know, gathered some recipe. I love, you know, food and healing. Mm-hmm. I gathered some recipes for her because she, she had stage four. Is it stage four or five? But she had kidney disease. And mm-hmm. I remember when we first talked about it and I was like, I'll give you one of my kidneys, you know, mm-hmm. but what I've realized, Yashima, is that my life gets so consumed by work and I always feel like I'm going to have more time to show the people around me that I love them. And I think I've realized that I might not have time. So I've got I've to respond to every message. I've got to respond to every call. Mm-hmm. With the people I care about, I've got to let them know that I love them. I remember... It, it wasn't two weeks before her passing. Me and Kay were driving in the car and I said to her, you know, I'm finishing. I've written all the recipes for her, but because she loves books and I write books. So mm-hmm. I wanted to put it together in a book for her. And I also wanted to, because my worry was that she's not going to make the stuff if I just send her the book. So I was saying to Kate, I really want to go to Cape Town for a few weeks and we just stay with her and, you know, mm-hmm. Spend time with her. I have that urge inside my soul that I want to go to Cape. I think I said it to you that yeah, you did. Looking at movies on, like I'm seeing Cape Town on the TV, and I'm like, I want to be in Cape Town. I want to be in Cape Town. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I haven't felt that way about Cape Town for years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, I wanted to do that, and then I was saying to Kay, you know, she brought us together. Mm -hmm. She changed my life two years ago in a way that. I didn't imagine my life would change. At the time, I felt as though I was fighting with God a lot, like a lot. I'm not going to cry. I was fighting with God so much because I was like, so many years on earth, my life has just been painful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just been so much pain. And when does this pain stop? When is it going to end? You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember that morning I had a fight with God. I was in a relationship and I fought so hard in my mind. And I said, if this is a life that you think I deserve to spend my life with someone who doesn't love me, who doesn't care for me, then that's okay because you've given me nothing but pain my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You've never, ever, ever given me someone that cares for me. And we had this fight and just moments after having this fight, I went into my dressing room and this book fell out. Oh my God, I didn't plan to cry today. This book fell out and I found her number. We hadn't spoken in years, but I found her number and I decided, okay, 
I'm going to give her a ring. I just tried. I, I tested mm-hmm. the number. I sent her a message and I said, that's her name. Mm-hmm. And she responded, yes, who is this? And that message on the other end of the phone was a lifeline that I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I did not plan to do this, you know? It's okay. It was that lifeline that I needed. I remember days we talked about what I, and I just talked to her. I just told her about the good things that were happening in my life. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I've got a house. I'm, you know, I finally mm-hmm. have a home. And even then I was fighting with God in my, in my mind that, you know, I've always asked for a home and you've given me a home, but with misery in it. I'm mm-hmm. living in this space. I'm just miserable. I'm un- unhappy. Why don't I, like everybody else, deserve a home? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I talked to her, filled her in, and then one day I I just broke. I talked to her about what I was going through, what my relationship was like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going to therapy at the time and, you know, we just talked. And she never brought up Kay because Kay and I hadn't spoken. I told you before that Kay liked me, but, you know, I was just this stupid girl who thought, oh my God, I met her at my then girlfriend's party. There's no way I could date mm-hmm. her. You know what I mean? What will people mm-hmm. think? And... She just told me, it's Kay's birthday, give her a call. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. She's like, send her a message. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And she was like, don't be stubborn. You know, time Mm -hmm. heals everything. Send her that message. And that message changed my life. It really did. You've seen, Mm -hmm. it really, really did. Mm -hmm. We have a beautiful relationship. And she couldn't even come to the wedding because of her illness. We couldn't find anywhere around that would do her dialysis while she Mm -hmm. was here because she had to have dialysis twice per week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I did get to go to to South Africa and we spent time with her. So I was grateful for that. The day before her passing, we chatted on the phone and we were just laughing at just being silly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I still felt that guilt. I was saying to Kay that I think it hurt so much because I feel guilty. You know, Mm -hmm. she was going through this thing and I didn't have time. I didn't give her my time when I could have. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So I just felt really, really guilty. There were times when she messaged and it'll take me days or I'll tell Kay, can you please respond to little and let her know that work is killing me and then I'll get back to her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there were times I never did. You know what I mean? So I just felt like I could have given her more of my time. And that's just been really hard to deal with the last what. It's been a week now. It's just been extremely hard. Extremely, extremely hard. But I'm going to say this, come on. You have done more for her than probably anybody around her, even in her own family a lot of times, especially if you have a chronic illness, right? People tend to show up in the beginning and then they fall off. You were there for her in those most crucial moments The last day, she didn't know that it was the last moments of her time on this earth. You had a feeling to go and visit her and show up for her. And you loved on her. And this may sound strange, right? But I think sometimes once people experience the fullness of love, then they can let go. Does that make sense? It could have been that she was in a place of peace. That she was like, I have everything that I need around me. I have people that love me. I have people that I love. I'm tired and I'm going to go to sleep now. And that could have been her situation. You going to visit her, you and Kay, spending that time with her laughing and making her feel normal again. 
right? Without pity. Just, hey, girl, what you, oh, look at you. You know, just how you show up in people's lives. I'm sure that had a huge impact on her. She didn't know what you didn't do, right? She appreciated what you did. And so I think sometimes we put more on ourselves than we're capable of. If you were able, if it was meant to happen, it would have happened differently. But I think you showed up in those spaces at the exact time that she needed you. And you did what she needed you to do. And then she was able to rest. My dad died right after I had time to spend time with him. You know what I mean? Sometimes people let go because they're like, I'm good. That didn't happen with my dad. But I'm saying with your friend, I think she was probably like, I feel full. This is good. And I would rather go in fullness. Yeah. Cause she was, she wasn't that much older than me. We were very close in age, you know, very close in age. And she was young, young, youthful, but she was tired. She was full of life. Even to the last minute, Mm -hmm. she was full of life. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been looking up. um, I don't know why this woman comes up on my timeline. And although your friend wasn't in hospice, I was watching a video. It made me feel so much better about death. I don't know. I think my accident did something to be child. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> I've been looking up, like, you know, what happens to your body when you die? And you go into this state of euphoria. Mm. He's a um, hospice nurse who sits with your family during hospice. And she explained how your body releases calcium, which makes you sleepy. Um And then you get all these endorphins released and you get all this serotonin released and it just kind of, you fall asleep and it's this peaceful state of euphoria for most of us, if it happens naturally. Right. And so I was like, Oh, I get it. You know, like I get it. I understand now how God designed our bodies to be able to just, slow you know just fall asleep and she's sleep now you know and her spirit is wherever god led her spirit to be so i just want you to feel some type of comfort in knowing that you did all that you could you did exactly what you were supposed to do for her in all of her spaces where she needed you you showed up yeah i think my my biggest worry was or has been yeah, and it's good to talk because we just got her a jacket. When did we show it her on set? The Saturday before she died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just showed it to her and we're not, and she was very excited. She was like, it's winter now. Mm-hmm. I can't wear, it was a coat and I can't wear to wear my coat and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see you guys. We had a couple of days that were beautiful that were, and usually Kay talks to her more than I do. And those two days I was available just to throw my two cents in. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right because mm, my my biggest worry has been I hope she didn't suffer in those last moments. You know, she's had a tough life. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking to God, I hope she didn't suffer. I hope, you know, I believe on about seeing each seeing other people on the other side. And I know she would have loved for her mom to greet her for her homecoming. And I hoped it was as beautiful because she was a beautiful person, mm-hmm. a beautiful person. She loved people. You know, she would, so many of us know each other, but we don't know each other. It's just that she brought mm-hmm. us together. Like, yeah. brought, brought us together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 
one of the first things a lot of people are thinking where they're pausing is that there'll be no more like to you know call us and say you know it's this one's birthday you've got to call them yeah. this one is ill you've got to check in on them you know what I mean mm -hmm. so now it's like picking up that button and I think that's the way we can honor her to say yeah and I wish I, I wish there was so much I wanted to say to her I wanted to thank her I wanted to, you know, let her know. And you know, you should might start. I've started a book. And her and my friend in Jamaica, mm -hmm. I've told you about her before, Judy. I've not written anything else in the book yet. I've written the title mm -hmm. of the book and I've written two messages, one to each of them. Oh. And two weeks ago, before her death, I was driving with Kay and I said, you know, there's this message on my heart to tell her, mm -hmm. but as usual. And it's taught me something, her passing. I've said it. I need to give the people I love my time. There are very few. There are people that I love, but I don't connect with. And then there's mm -hmm. very few people in my life that I love and care for. Mm -hmm. And it's taught me that I've got to give up my time to those people and mm -hmm. let them know how I feel about them. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody knows. Come on. You're one person. So. You're one person. I know you love me. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's not an issue, right? Um, but I think everyone in your circle knows that you're a loving, caring person and you give all of yourself. And uh, what you were saying earlier, you do need to spend time with yourself as well. We all know as much as we love you and you love all of the people in your circle, um, you would give the shirt off your back, literally, partially because you like being naked and the other part because <laughs> you are just a giving person right? Um, we know that about you. We would never want to put you in a position where you feel like, okay, this has to be on my schedule. I would feel so bad if that were, if I knew that you had something else to do, but you were worried and you were like, okay, I have to put this time in there. Shoot a text message, a WhatsApp message. A, you know what I'm saying? Send a picture, a gift, a funny gift where you know somebody's doing something on there <laughs> and that is just a reminder like I love you for my co-parenting classes I have um I wish I had it over here I have these blank uh for the non-custodial parent and the kids I order these bracelets and they are bluetooth enabled and it's just a you push the button and the other person thing flashes and it just lets you know I'm thinking about you so if the child is in school or if the dad is at work or driving they can't talk the child may not have a phone or you know they just are able to communicate with each other I'm thinking about you does and it you, work across borders too it works love to have everywhere that. it works everywhere absolutely and it's an option for them to get that one or they can just get the uh, magnetic one which is much cheaper where you come together and the two hearts come together it's like they have a half a heart on each bracelet. And so your loved ones know. If you love someone, you tell them, you let them know, um, and they know. But we can only do so much because that's an additional stressor to think that, okay, now I have to put more work in. You know what I mean? Relationships are work, right? But for people that love you, we understand, like, we know. You've been checking up on me every day. Come on, call me the other day. I was like, I don't think you want to see me right now. Because <laughs> I've been just bathroom. And though I have answered the phone in the bathroom, this is different. <laughs> this is different. 
because this is a cleanse. Mm-hmm. This ain't what you want. This ain't what I want. So yeah, it was yeah. a disaster. But we love you, and we know that Le Cloclo. I love the name. First of all, is it Le Cloclo or yeah. is it like a sound? Le. Le. Clo. But you have something else. Clo. Clo. No, clo, 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 clo. That's so pretty. <laughs> That's such a beautiful name. And yeah. I'm, you know, one thing. Her English that... name is Rose. Wow! I would just kept a little clo I prefer that too. I never I like, really call her I by like her name. I love that. But write her letters. You know, let her know she can still get it write her the letters tell her how you feel about it hmm. you know let her know you can still let her know it's not too late i write my dad's letters all the time yeah that's something to consider my cousin um who's the like lakoko was the glue for our family <laughs> she was the one that always called my dad and let him know what was going on with the other side of the family and vice versa. She was the birthday keeper, right? Um, <laughs> she she knew everybody's birthday. And I have, she sent me pictures of us when we were little. Her, she lived with us. She's my mm-hmm. dad's first cousin. They were raised as siblings. And she sent the message. And I've been texting back and forth with her and talking to her on the phone for like the past year we reconnected. And she has stage four cancer. And um, she, she just sent me a message like two weeks ago. And I blocked this out completely. Um, this is what I do to get through. I dissociate. So I'm working on that with my beard. But uh, she was like, it's nothing they can do for me. But I want you to know that I love you. So come on, I'm going to show you this picture of her. This is my daddy. That's yeah. her and my uncle Larry. So they all grew up together as siblings. And so every now and again, I just send her little messages and, hey, how you doing? And so she was uh, my cereal person. She used to get something called WIC, right? Mm -hmm. WIC is a voucher that you get for like milk and cheese and cereal. I was the cereal picker. And so when I was little, I mean little, like four, five, six. I would go to the store with her when she picked up her wig and we had to walk because she didn't have a car. And she would say, come on, you get to pick up the cereal. And so she said, uh, I love you. And do you remember you used to pick out the cereal? And I said, I did. I used to pick out kicks. And so I sent her the, the, the cereal that she used to. She said, you did. You love kick cereal. And so just having those moments um, yeah. where you remember the good times with that person. I think that is a form of healing for you and for them. Um, yeah. Death is inevitable. I hate it. It sucks. Um, it sucks because we selfishly want to have access to the people that we care about, right? Um, <laughs> very selfishly. <laughs> very selfishly. Like, listen, I know you in pain, but I just need you to hold on till I'm ready for you to let go. Like, you know what I mean? But it's one of those things where if the Lord sees fit 
we have to accept it. It doesn't mean that we can't grieve it. It doesn't mean that we can't feel angry about it or sad about it. I think we should allow all those emotions to run through us. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's okay to question why. I'm sure we've all lost some things and it's like, why this, why this person though? And not, not that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can I help you, Lord? Because I don't know if you see in all things. I'm, you know what I mean? So we'll sometimes we'll never know. But I have a, a theory that sometimes he'll take the good people because they're suffering. And why not give them peace if he can? Mm -hmm. You know, why not let them get some peace? So. <sighs> you explained this to me I think it was was it or a conversation I think it was me and Kay talking and she was saying someone said to her you know when you go I don't remember the analogy that she used but you know like when you go or was it you you mm. people are the only two I've spoken to in the last week I think or was it mm. Judy I don't know I've spoken to Judy as well I'm Shania girl I don't know but mm. <laughs> Somebody was saying that, you know, I can't remember the analogy, but if I can interpret it, it was like, if you are looking for staff members, do you pick out the worst ones or the best ones? Mm. Yeah. So why mm. do you think God is going to not take the best people from earth mm -hmm. or something of that sort? And I was like, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why so many people still live here. You'd be like... <laughs> Oh, you didn't make the cut. Okay. But I'm still here too. So hold on. I'm still here with you. So what is what are you saying? You know what you saying, God? I don't know. Don't take me yet, but give me a sign that we cool though. You know what I'm saying? Like show me we cool. Dude. Now, I ain't say that, but that's a good one. I ain't say that. But if you are looking for somebody, you're gonna pick the, the best of the best, right? You're gonna pick the ones who have the biggest impact. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Kay explained it and said. Her own study, I think. Yeah. Kay mm -hmm. is wonderful. Mm, I love Oh, her. she's in a lot of pain. She is in a lot of pain because that was her best friend. How is she, how is she how does she cope? Because my husband just shuts down. Like, how does Kay Kay is very spiritual? Mm -hmm. When the call came. Because we were sitting on the sofa the day before, I think I was so, you know, when you have that feeling that something bad is going to happen, mm -hmm. I was so like out of it. And I thought I'll call my dad, but then me being full of shit, that's the best way I can put it. Sorry, mm -hmm. guys. I was like, no, my dad can call me, you mm -hmm. know, and I do get like that. And that's something I need to change. Mm -hmm. I need to change that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I always think, if something is wrong with you, there's nothing I can do. For example, when I go to bed, my phone is on silent because mm -hmm. there is absolutely nothing I can do. There's no one living close to me. Everybody lives overseas. Yeah. yeah. So what can we do in a moment's time? There is nothing I can do. But then I also need, I realize that I need to think of it as maybe that person will be saying goodbye. So I should pick up the phone. I should mm. be there if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But I had that feeling that something isn't right. And I said to Kay, I was like, what call here? And I'm like, no, no, I'll call him tomorrow. I was in the middle of work at that. I was rushing an edit that was due. It was late at night. And I thought, I've got to finish this. And I was feeling so much anxiety because I was like, I need to call. I would usually call people and check in them. Are you all right? Are you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll message you. 
babe, are you fine? Just out of the blue. Because mm-hmm. I want to know it's not you that I'm feeling. Because it's mm-hmm. always when something is wrong with someone. Mm-hmm. And I thought of that, then I brushed it off. Come on, you've got to finish this. You've got to finish this. I have so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then I brush it off, brush it off. The following day, we were there and the anxiety hadn't left. I remember the day before I'd come to an art game, are you fine? Are you upset with me? Something wrong? It's just like, no, what's wrong? I'm like, yeah, I'm having too much anxiety in my stomach. Something isn't right. But then that night, the following night, we were sat and I'd finished working. I had finished working, but I was like, okay, I just need some time to decompress because I felt like the anxiety was too much, like I wouldn't be able to sleep. Mm-hmm. And we were sat there and I don't know what I was doing to Kay, but I remember her phone went off. Kay's phone is usually on silent, but her phone rang. Mm-hmm. And I remember I leaned over. I'm like, who is calling us after 3 a.m. in the morning? Like no one does that. Right. And I leaned over and I saw like close clothes, it's her ex, but they're like the most amazing of friends. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her name come up on the phone, I just jumped back. I remember I squealed and I just jumped back because I just knew that that was a call we were getting. Mm-hmm. And Kay picked up the phone and she's like, please tell me that's not what it is. And she was like, yeah, that's what it is. And I think I just went, I don't know. I just went because my instantly my mind was like, is Kay going to get through this? Is she going to get through this? You know? And she seemed fine. And I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the penny to drop. And when she put down the phone, the penny did drop. I've never heard her cry like that. And I was just like, yeah. I think I panicked inside. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to react because my thing was like, this was her best friend. What do I do? I can't fix it. What do I do? You know what I mean? Right. That was hard. And I keep worrying about her because she didn't... In South Africa, they bury you in days. You know, there's no weeks waiting or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just days. Maybe in two days you'll be buried. Mm-hmm. The only reason it wasn't two days was that she had to go on from Cape Town to um, the Northwest, which is like, you know, miles and miles apart. Okay. But yeah, it's, yeah. I'm worried about how she's coping. I'm worried about, you know, I know she's hurting. I can see that she's hurting. But... Mm-hmm. And I can't fix it. It's not a stub of her toe that I can, you know, put yeah. medication on. Yeah. Does she allow you to comfort her or is she, she does? No, she okay. does. She does. Okay. And then I check in and I keep saying to her, I don't think you'll tell me if you're not okay, but remember to tell me, remember to right. tell me. Yeah. That's hard. Um, I've never lost a best friend to death. Like I've lost a best friend, but not mm. to like, death you know what I mean so especially someone that you talk to often um but I think what makes your situation so unique and what a lot of us may not have had um and some of our listeners may not have had the experience but you just spent time with her you got to see her and laugh with her and touch her and experience her and that was your last memory I would and rather. She have... almost passed. She almost passed. Yeah, she then... got COVID with the with the, the. She went in when we heard that she went in with COVID. We literally went on a prior prior trail. All mm. her friends, we literally connected. Went on a prior 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 trail or whatever mm-hmm. prior train. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we prayed and prayed and prayed, and she bounced back. She bounced mm-hmm. back, and we got more time with her. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I remember we spoke with her. She's born in January, January 4th. And I remember we spoke with her on her birthday and she was home and she just looked happy. She looked well, mm-hmm. you know, we thought she was coming back, but only to realize she was just go, she was going, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? She was mm-hmm. just going. She enjoyed her last few months here. She really, really did. She mm-hmm. really enjoyed her last few months here. So we, we got the chance. We got the chance to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. And that memory, I would rather you have that memory of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. That space mm-hmm. with her. It's hard. I'm getting an A. You're so young. When I was spry and youthful like you, <laughs> I didn't think about death as much as I do now. But now that I'm almost half of a century, darling, in five years, I'll be half <laughs> of a century. I reflect often. And I'm like, what will people say about me? You know what I mean? Like, when, what legacy am I leaving behind? What memories will people have Whose story am I the hero? Whose story am I the villain? Whose story am I just a passerby? You know, I think that's important to me now more so than when I was younger and you didn't think about these things. You just did whatever. Um, But I have come to a place where I don't mind being the villain sometimes, you know, especially if it's going to bring me peace. That's it. Sometimes that's my role. Yeah. You know, I want to be the best villain that I could be in your story. And that's where, I'm, that's where I was placed to be. If I was brought there to do it, I mean, but then I also want to be the person that, you know, if, if I have hurt you in some kind of way, I want to have made some type of peace, peace? with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if we never reconnect fully, if I've yeah. hurt you, I want you to know that it wasn't from a space um, where I meant to hurt you. Cause I don't intentionally mean to hurt anyone, yeah. you know? So I'm in that space of my life now too. Maybe that can be another book, mm-hmm. you know, to all the people I've hurt. Oh, speaking of books, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so come on has been on me to use word. And this is not a sponsored <laughs> ad. <laughs> It's not Microsoft. If you're listening, I'm not even sure how we're going there. Tell right. me. <laughs> so I decided to buy this expensive app for writers because I am. That was another pain author. point in the last two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, this happened in the last two weeks. This last two weeks has been hell on wheels. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm writing tap, tip, tapping away. Come on, send me the book that she finished her part. We're co-authors on a book. And baby, I'm tipping and tapping. I'm going back. I'm zhuzhing it up, worksheets and all the things. Mm-hmm. Save it in this app. And I'm doing quotation fingers because you can't see me. Saved mm-hmm. it in this app. Felt so good. Slept for the first time in a long time because I had been working. Mm-hmm. Baby, when open that app, when, when one word, in not one, not a punctuation, not a period, nothing I had done had saved. Next. And at that point, I knew I had missed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to tell Kamal. <laughs> I don't think I told her for like three days or something. I was like, I'm not even going to mention yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I had did all that writing and she said, you didn't use Word. Hmm? Did you use Word? <laughs> and I was like, didn't. And I didn't. And I, I didn't. <laughs> but now I have to go and redo everything. So the moral to this story, listen to your friends. 
listen, <laughs> listen to your friends. Listen to them about the things when they know what they're talking about. Listen to them about yeah. using the correct app for something. Get down. And also uh, relationships. If you're dating somebody and your friend does not like them and you trust and love your friend, listen to your friends, baby. Because I've had some situations where people around me were like, mm, we know you love this person, but look mm-hmm. at this, this, and this. And then actually take the it. time to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the time to do it because where it's coming from, it's a place of love. It's a place of experience. It's a place of concern. And if you have an issue with control, like most of us do, um, sometimes we think we know better or sometimes we think we can navigate this thing. Well, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to just try this, right? And it's nothing wrong with going off on your own and trying things. But just consider what people say when they love you. If they love you, they're going to give you the best that they have. So that was another lesson I've learned you know, in this past two weeks. We have this thing, like, it's it's what you teach children as well. You don't have to touch the fire to re- to know that it no, burns. No. You know what I mean? Experience. You can learn from other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. we get burnt. Sometimes we jump in the fire. Come on. <laughs> Both feet. Both feet. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah. I know that this person got burnt, but it's not going to burn me. Yeah. It's different for me. Because I'm tougher. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. So, yeah, just the lessons that I've learned in this past two weeks have been um, life-changing. Just even in my marriage, just, you know, in my relationship, just navigating some some of those areas. And we're in a, a, our anniversary is coming up in what, two weeks? No, I keep saying that. It's not May. It's June. I keep thinking what? we got married in May. It's June 11th. I thought it was May. <laughs> this child, I thought it was May. It's June. I, I thought it was May. I keep forgetting. Your I keep guys are learning it's the same as you. Okay. I it was May. Yeah, Quan was like, yeah, it's in June. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. So it's June 11th. I'm, okay. I'm scheduling stuff for May for us to do next month, child. And it's not next month. Child, just need to get it together. <laughs> It's, it's, I need to get it together. And they say that you hit different milestones and different things in your relationships as time goes on. And a lot of things we've gotten through and gotten over. And now we've hit a new milestone, right? Or we've hit a new, uh, we've hit a new barrier, I guess you could say, yeah. in our relationship that is causing us to have to grow and see each other because we're growing I'm different than I was when we got married I have different needs and I have different I want to say requirements expectations right my expectations are are different requirements um different boundaries that I did and one thing about me I'm always checking in with my my husband you know is there anything that you need is there anything that is different today and he's so like no I'm good I'm good I'm good but then we learn when they don't communicate all their feelings, mm-hmm. we learn in spaces when they're hurt or if they feel like they are missing out on something, all this stuff comes up. And I'm like, hey, 
I've been asking, you know, is there anything that you need? And so I just encourage you to communicate with your partners as things come up, because most things are very easy to solve. Communication is key in your relationship. If you have a need or if it's something that your partner is doing that you don't like, or if it's something that you wish they would do for you, please communicate that. Communicate it. As soon as you feel it, communicate it so that your partner can start making adaptations or adjustments or so you can start making adaptations or adjustments because your partner may not want to do that. So now you have to decide, am I willing to live in this space right now where we are? Is this okay for me? What do I need to do to rectify this for myself, right? Can I live without this thing that I need from my partner? Can I get it from somewhere else? Or do I need to let this go, you know? And at different stages in our lives, in order for us to grow, we have to reevaluate those constantly, things. Constantly, yeah. constantly. Otherwise, we, we spend life not growing, not learning anything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other thing, though, especially when it comes to your relationships, because I think that's what helped me. As 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 business women, which we both are, as women who we continuously chase our dreams, we are driven. We are driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, my single life looks pretty much the same as my married life or my relationship life. Mm-hmm when it comes to work yeah yeah but then what i had to do back in february i think subconsciously i had to ask myself would i be okay with this if the shoe was on the other foot mm-hmm. would i be okay with getting 20 minutes if that much of someone's time per week would mm-hmm. i be okay with getting 10 minutes per day or two minutes to say yeah babe but i'm visiting this can you come back later or whatever would i be okay with that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to cope. And I don't want her, what I never ever want is for my partner to question my love, to question my, because I do this for for us, but what's the point of us having all this money and all this whatever that I'm chasing if we don't have each other and if we don't look after each other? Does that make sense? So I think we should pause in our busyness, yeah? Mm-hmm. I literally sat down with you here and I'm, I wrote down on my phone. I don't know if you saw me, but I wrote down on my phone. I'm going to write a book. I have time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we are too busy. I value time. I've always valued time mm-hmm. since I was a little girl. I've always, always valued time. I will sit down to watch a movie and I'll be like an hour too long. And I'm like, I've got to get up. I've got to get up. You know this, I'm watching Denzel Washington, but Denzel Washington is being paid for what he's showing me. I'm mm-hmm. sitting here, I'm not being paid. I'm not receiving anything except laughter, mm-hmm. you know? And that is even needed. That is something that we need. Mm-hmm. We need to be entertained. We need to escape. Escape is important for us as human beings. Yeah. But I've always valued my time in the sense of money and achievements that I can see. And it's strange because I don't value materialistic things, right. if that makes sense. I'm not yeah. someone who... It's going to buy the nicest, hypest car just because I just need a car that takes me from point A to point B. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. Before I was obsessed with a a sports car, but it wasn't a a case of, oh, I've got to have the latest sports car. Mm -hmm. I've got to have this. I don't care what nobody thinks about it. I go on on the 
lot to buy a car. I like it, I'm gonna buy it. I go to someone mm-hmm. buy a car, I like it, I'm gonna buy it. It stops right there. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm learning, and I think it's a lesson for me to learn, is that time is far more valuable than equating it to money. Yes. It is far more valuable than, than that. And I'm now having to evaluate what it means for me. And I think that I'm writing down this title because it's gonna take it's gonna take time for me to evaluate and better understand what I want time to mean for me. Mm-hmm. What does time mean for Kimon? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do I do with my time? What am I going to do with my time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting place. It's, I believe that with everything that we go through, there are lessons to be learned and it's important that we learn those lessons quickly. Absolutely. When my sister-in-law passed two years ago now, or mm-hmm. two years ago now, or almost two years ago, I don't even remember the date. I try not to remember the date of people. Kick up my bum that I couldn't live my life in a relationship that didn't serve me. I couldn't mm-hmm. live my life being unhappy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because she was so unhappy before she passed. And I thought, she. we talked about this so many times. You need to find your own happiness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I cried for her because I was like, I wish she had had time to be happy. Yeah. And I fixed that. I've been finding time to be happy in my life, but I don't think I'm giving myself or the people that deserve it enough of me and enough of my time to find that happiness, to find that joy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want my husband to feel like he's a priority. I want our kids to feel like they're priorities in our life. Mm It's always baffled me when people are absent, parents especially. Everything I'm doing, I'm doing for you. And while I understand that, especially for as a single mother, right? If you have to work two jobs because you don't have a two-income household, right? So you're working two jobs. But essentially, your kids are raising themselves, right? And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that they need food to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, that you need bills paid and that they need shoes on their feet. And sometimes we sacrifice the most important things in order to merely survive. But like you said, I'm not in a state of need. Mm-hmm. So why am I doing this? I just did a video maybe a week, you know, a couple of days ago. I have this black eye, so I haven't been posting as much. It's going down though with makeup. It doesn't look so bad. Um, But I did a video and it says, what am I working for? Why am I working so hard? Like, what is my end goal here? Mm -hmm. And if it's to build up surplus, surplus, what am I missing out on while I am thinking of our future? Yeah. What am I missing now? You know, don't give me too much of that because I've just got my guys. We haven't planned anything. So tomorrow mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that on, on Worthy Wednesday. Yeah. Because we've had long discussions about it and I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's important for our loved ones to know that they're important to us. Because in our minds, everything that we're doing, we're doing for them. But if we're neglecting them. Mm. And you know, Yushma, I feel sad for us because we're two people who love so deeply and passionately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know how much you love your family. You know how much I love mine. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to not know. Right. I don't want them. They deserve to know. 
Yeah. And they, they know, but they also deserve to enjoy us. That's I don't it. want my, 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 my eulogy to say she worked hard. Hard what worker. What am I going to do with that? The hardest worker in town. Like, girl. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. easy to get caught up in, in, in life. Um, but I can't experience life passively. I need to be more intentional mm-hmm. with my time, with my efforts. And we encourage you to be intentional with your time for yourself and with the people that you love, just making sure that you're taking care of yourself first and taking care of others later. And maybe we can come up with some ways to let your loved ones know that you love them. And, you know, through text messages, yeah, a challenge, you know, it it can be a text. It could be a letter. I love a handwritten letter. You know, it can be something simple that's not going to throw you off of your, you know, schedule. But, it shouldn't be something that takes from you. Right. And derails that you. That takes from your soul. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's okay to leave. We have this discussion. It's okay to leave your work to be a bit late to give your husband or your wife some attention. It's right. okay. You know, that guy, that girl, they've been, you know, on on the back burner for weeks at a time. And you're always delivering for the 10 years that you've been working at that place. You've been delivering your work on time every single time. Mm. Let them take the back burner this week. And then you give your partner that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it shouldn't be something that hurts you, that hurts your soul. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that you have to sacrifice yourself. You know, this guy for him, you know, he, you are going to prove that you're, you love him by buying him a Lamborghini when you know that you will be paying all your paycheck for that bloody mm-hmm. Lamborghini. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. It has to be that. that doesn't hurt you. Within your value system. Yeah. And because your means. Within your means. What is it that you can afford to give without it causing you not an inconvenience because we're going to be inconvenienced in our lives. Right. But without Mm -hmm. it costing you yourself. Yeah. What can you give? And so for me, it is time. It is effort. It is energy. It is um, being willing to hear alternate ideas outside of my own. Cause I'll get hell bent on doing something. This is what I want to do. And for the first time, Quan was like, yeah, Maybe not, right? For the first time in a long time, he disagreed with me about something and I listened to his point of view and I wasn't happy about it, but (laughs) I made some changes and I decided we came up with a compromise and we're going to work together. And so I think that is a huge part of loving someone, being willing to compromise, but not compromise away yourself. Don't sell yourself. Compromise, don't sell yourself. Yes, yes. You still have to remain. You have to have something in there for both of you where you both can serve. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just give in fully all the time because then it never becomes about you. And a lot of times when you're givers, you may not require anything from your partners or from your friends. And so Kimon has shown up for me in spaces lately where I didn't even know I needed someone 
in those spaces because I hadn't received that. Um, and so it's been life-changing for me to have those experiences. And I have come on and I have my sister um, and I have a friend of mine that lives close to here, but everyone has things going on in their lives. So if you are a friend of someone and they show up for you, let them know that you appreciate them as well. Let them know because mm-hmm. they have a lot of stuff going on in their lives too. We all do. And mm-hmm. give, give your friends some grace. The ones who may not be able to show up for you, give them some grace. My cousin sent a message the other day and he said, Oh, you just not going to call me or text me or nothing. You just, Oh, you just fell off the face of this earth. And I sent him a picture of me in the hospital. Like, bro, you you don't know what's going on with me, though. Like, mm-hmm. I could be going through That's something. That's the worst time someone could send you something like that. Yeah, and I was, like, still swollen and in pain and couldn't hardly get around. And so I think about that. Sometimes we can show up for people and they have an expectation. We set the precedent for them to have the expectation put placed on us. But give people grace. Mm-hmm. Give them grace. And if they're, if they're on your mind, Contact them. Come on, you got to contact your daddy. If it came yeah, for you, you got to call him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's something to think about. I think this is a good place to end. What you think? I think so too. I think that, as I said, guys, I apologize that we missed last week. And yeah, but bear with us, be understanding. We appreciate all of you listening. So it's not like we're like disregarding your time. We do appreciate it, but things happen, life happens. And one of the things that we want to remind you is that sometimes you have just got to hit pause and look after yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Well, I've been your host, Yushima Kamoi Cherry Burke. <laughs> And I've been your host, Kimon Brown Chabalala. I'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.